Welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. I have a very powerful lady sitting in front of me. Before we bring her on, I just want to introduce you to her and share some of her background. So Ashley Hahn is an online brand strategist, coach, author, and host of the Ashley Hahn Show podcast. And as of last year, she is now a mother, something that I can definitely relate to. She first entered the online space in 2012 as a marketing director for an ABC Shark Tank Mark Cuban company, where she was a major assist in 500% company growth within the first year. She also went on to found her own company called Omni Media Marketing. It's a digital media and marketing agency. But after realizing the immense power behind personal branding, something we'll be diving into today, she decided to rebrand her agency under her own name, Ashley Han Branding and Consulting, where she and her team build brands and websites for seven and even eight figure mission-driven entrepreneurs and thought leaders. I am so excited to talk to you today, Ashley, for so many different reasons, but welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited as well. I was so drawn to, or I have been for a while, so drawn to your energy on Instagram. I think, yes, of course, following your journey into motherhood and raising your little girl, who's just a few months older than mine is wonderful, but there's also something really special about your energy. I'm sure many people say this to you, but you have a very authentic and magnetic energy. And that even comes across on social media. Is that something that you're consciously aware of when you show up? And has that always been there naturally for you? Definitely not. Uh, so that's actually the title of my book. So it's it's funny. Mm. I don't know if you knew that, but it's my book is magnetic confidence. And I didn't even know that. So oh, wow. it's interesting. It's interesting <laughs> that I use that word. <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally. That's amazing. So yeah, I, I, the reason I call it magnetic confidence and not just confidence is because when you think of a magnet, right? A lot of people think, oh, I'm like a magnet. Like I attract, I attract, I attract. Yeah, that's true. But that's only half of the equation. Magnets also repel right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are okay with that first part. They're like, oh yeah, attract, attract, attract. But then when they repel someone, then all of a sudden they're like, oh wait, no, I don't like that. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to repel people. I don't want people to not like me. I don't want to not please people. So my whole, that's the whole premise behind magnetism and magnetic confidence is actually you owning your 360 self. So the parts of you that some people are not going to like, some people aren't going to vibe with different strokes for different folks. You know what I mean? And like actually by, um, it's just the wheels are turning in my head by actually fully owning who you are and being your full authentic self. Well, the counterpart to that is being okay then with repelling some. Yeah. 100%. Because I think when we, when we first think of that, we actually think about everyone being attracted to that. But actually when you think about it magnetically, that inevitably means people are going to be turned off by that as well. When you are being your fullest self, that's what happens, mm -hmm. right? Is, is you're going to repel people because you're not meant to, you weren't created to please every single person on this planet. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a certain special type of person and there's going to be people that really resonate with you and there's going to be people that don't and that's okay. When did you get so confident in that part being okay? Yeah. So that was really my journey. Like... 2015-ish time, I I was a totally different person. Like you literally wouldn't recognize me. Uh it was, it's I had just a totally night and day transformation. I, I attended this four-month-long training and it was not the first of it. Like I had I had done personal development work before, but not at this level, not at this depth, and not this confrontational by any means, not this experiential. It was just very deep work. I I credit. ALA Ascension Leadership Academy everywhere because I'm not affiliated with them in any way, but like credit where credit is due, that that was a catalyst, a major catalyst for me. So I did deep work and I was able to confront things that I was avoiding about myself, about my past. Uh, and so doing that deep work allowed me to 
fully embrace and accept all of me. And it was, it wasn't easy. It was definitely uncomfortable. It was challenging, but it was so necessary because up until that point, I was living a lie. I was not, I was not everything that I was being doing. It wasn't even at all in alignment with what I desired. I was doing it for such surface level reasons for acceptance for what it, whatever. Right. And I wasn't even creating the life that I desired. And so in that, in that experience, I was able to really look at myself and start accepting who I am and what I stand for, what I don't stand for and what I want. And in that space and practicing honoring those pieces of me, that's when I was able to feel good about being who I am and making the stands that I want to make a stand for and showing up as me, my authentic self, no matter what people were going to say about it. Mm, Yeah. I'm really on this kick right now about talking about what it means for us as women to embrace inner wealth on so many different levels. And I'm just curious what that kind of means to you when you were on that journey, because you're talking about striving for things that maybe seemed outwardly successful. I'm thinking this is probably even around the time you were working for Mark Cuban's company. Maybe those are things that seemed really successful, abundant, wealthy. But when we are chasing things to fulfill a feeling within ourselves, it can feel so empty. So I'm curious what that part of it was for you and how that shifted your awareness of what wealth and abundance meant to you during that time. Totally. Yeah. I was shooting on myself a lot. Mm -hmm. So it was what I thought I should do, what I thought I should say, what I thought I shouldn't do, what it was, it was just fully not even, I wasn't really living for myself, right? I was, I was living for others, for what I thought I should based on what this person said or what society says here, whatever. Right. And so, yeah, that's empty. That's, Mm -hmm. that is not wealthy. That is, that is, it's an empty feeling because there's Mm -hmm. no fulfillment there. Mm -hmm. So really when I started moving towards the path of honoring what I actually desire, what's true for me, that's when that inner, as you call it, inner wealth started building. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. a, de- a deposit for every time I honored my truth, a deposit for every time I spoke my truth, a deposit for every time I honored my desire. Even if maybe this person says, oh, well, you shouldn't want that. That's mm-hmm. wrong or whatever. Right. So it was mm-hmm. each of those you can think of as like deposits, deposit, deposit. Right. Until you're at this point where it's like now you're feeling this abundance within, you're then creating it around you because now you're serving from the overflow. Yes. Yes. And I love that you use the word deposit because I love thinking about it that way. Because when we think of wealth or even abundance, we often think of our bank accounts. But as you know, and I know, wealth comes from so many areas far beyond our bank account. So it's like, imagine you have a bank account for love. You have a bank account for freedom, for happiness, for joy. Like, are you making deposits into those aspects as well? Instead of just simply thinking about what deposits am I making financially? Because that I believe is where wealth is created. Absolutely. hundred percent. So, so true. And it really, it's all connected. So you'll notice that when you're, when you're making those deposits, whether that's, you know, spiritually, emotional, whatever it is, you'll notice that it starts to reflect in the, so the inner reflects your outer. So Mm -hmm. you're, if you're making those deposits inwardly, chances are it's going to show up for you in your outwardly experience, right? Yeah, for sure. And I'm curious, just in case somebody listening feels maybe that they're on the precipice of this, or they're going through this shift of stopping shooting all over themselves or trying to figure out what it actually means for them to own what their desires are, not what maybe they've thought were their desires, what their family's projections were for their desires or society's projections. How did you start noticing, like, what was the feeling? How was it different for you from going after a goal that maybe you prior to this shift would have gone after versus 
going after a goal that was in alignment with your own soul's purpose? Like, how did you notice this is different? This feels unique for me. Hundred percent. My body tells me the yeah. truth. As you're listening right now, your body will tell you it is exhausting. Mm-hmm. You will feel exhausted and depleted and burnt out when you are doing something that does not fill you up. <laughs> it's yeah. it's literally it's it's literally that right because that I would I would literally oh man I would I just I remember it like it was yesterday just laying in bed I'd wake up you know nine o'clock pressing that snooze pressing that snooze. And this was even after like I had quit, I'd I'd stopped where I started working for myself, but I was still like just not not in the space at all that I am in now, uh, not fully honoring myself or my desires or any of that. But I was starting the path and I remember that feeling of like, whoa, wait a minute. I am dreading walking six feet to my computer right now because I was in this little tiny, you know, studio apartment. And I just remember dreading walking over to that computer because what I was doing didn't excite me. <laughs> I was doing it for the money. I was doing it because I thought I should do that. I wasn't doing it because that excited me. I mean, now I can't wait. I'm like, can't wait to sit up. I can't wait to do to, to create a post. I can't because I'm I'm actually writing about things and doing things and serving people, women that I am excited to serve, that I'm excited to do. So it doesn't feel exhausting to me. Does that make sense? So that's really the biggest indicator is if you're consistently, obviously it's normal to to feel tired or or whatever every now and then, but if you're consistently feeling exhausted and that deep feeling of like, like, that is your body speaking to you. That's your body's wisdom speaking to you right now. A hundred percent could not agree more. If you're not turned on by it, if you're not turned on by the con- concept or the idea yourself, no one else is going to be turned on by it either. Like totally. there's going to be a major block towards that. And if anyone is listening and thinking, yeah, but I have to keep doing this because of the money, trust me, trust Ashley. <laughs> like when you make that shift, you will be supported. In fact, more abundance will come your way because you are lit up and you are reignited in your passion and your soul's purpose. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big fear, right? Is, well, Mm -hmm. if I walk away from this, what if it doesn't work? What if I'm, you know, that was a big, a big fear for me when I was leaving my, my corporate job, which was after the APC Shark Tank company, I worked for a corporate company and that was really scary for me, right? It's like, wow, I was really placing all bets Mm -hmm. on myself, (laughs) you know? It's really scary. I cry, I cried my eyes out on my balcony. I remember just bawling. I was so scared, but I knew I had to make this decision. I knew I needed to walk my own path. And it's scary. It's meant to be scary. That's the thing. It's something new and different. It's going to feel uncomfortable, right? But when you place bets on yourself in that way and you take leaps of faith, mm-hmm. you know, you got to believe it to see it. Mm-hmm. So that's the most important thing. And when you have that charge, that energy, of the belief that, you know what, I believe in myself, I believe that I can create X, Y, and Z, then you're going to be a force to be reckoned with. You're going to be unstoppable. Yeah. And I really want to say, I feel that from your content. Like I, I feel like I'm somebody who can sniff out when somebody is not in alignment or saying something authentically and yours just I don't know. It it lights me up because I feel that genuine passion. I feel that genuine mission from you. And it's really refreshing. And with that being said, I feel like I would love to hear your input or belief around this. But I think, and I've sensed this from my community, I've sent this, sensed this from some of my clients, is I think that people got into the online space and we all kind of wanted to prove what was possible in the online space. And we've, we've shown just how much abundance gets to be out there in the online space. But I think on some level, and I'm saying this because you mentioned um, you can't make it all about the money. I think for some people, they've gotten caught up with what the specific money goal is. And it's caught like, they're like, I need to make this 10K every single month, or I need to hit this 5K goal. And I personally believe, and I've fallen victim to this myself as well, 
it's caused some of us to lose sight of what our actual true power is and to actually lose sight with what we're really connected with. And I'm just curious if that's something that you've experienced or you felt. And the reason I'm asking you is because I feel like what you put out there isn't like that. It really genuinely comes from a place of I'm lit up about this. This isn't about a specific monetary goal. This is because I have to speak about this or I have to coach on this. And I'm curious, are you aware of that? And is that something that you've consciously made a decision about? Or is that anything that you've shifted through on some level in your work? Yeah. So yeah, that's a really great question. Uh, So thanks for asking that. So that is something I've been really working through. Uh, Actually, that's what I was working through a lot last year. So that Mm. was a big theme for me. And I was working with my coach on it. And what I realized is because then I I would go from, it was like one swing of the pendulum to the other swing. So meaning I would be from like what you said, where I'm just so overly focused on this money goal and hitting this money goal and hitting this money goal that I'm forgetting the Mm. point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm exactly. forgetting the yeah. point. I'm like, yeah. what's the point, Ashley? You're yeah. forgetting the point. And so then, but then I'd be like, okay, oh, I got to focus on the point. Like, okay, don't worry about the money. I'm just going to focus on it. And what I found is it's it's neither. It's holding both in mm-hmm. a space of surrender and non-attachment, right? But also a commitment, right? So mm-hmm. what, what I mean is, is you get to be in relationship with your money. It's, it's like anything else in the, in like, if you were to say you wanted to build, you know, your friendship with somebody, right. You would get to be in relationship with them. You're not just going to be like, Oh yeah, I want that. And then you're just focused elsewhere on X, Y, Z things that, you know, it's, you get to be in relationship with money and you get to set goals. You get to set targets because they support you. They give you direction. The important thing though, is to remember why, like, why do you Mm -hmm. want that amount of money? You know, that's the part that I feel like people will kind of lose sight of. They have this maybe money goal that they think they should hit because of some reason, but they're not connected to why. And so then there's a disconnect there and there's a gap. And so that's why they're not hitting it. So I would Mm. say definitely set money goals because that's healthy for you to be in relationship with what you want and what you desire to create. It's like, I desire to create, I want 30K or or more this month, let's just say, right? Mm. 30K or more this month, that's my commitment. That's that's what I am set on. And the reason why is this, because I want to X, Y, Z, right? This is the why for me. Why why, Why that amount of money? Because then you can connect it and you're moving in a space of integrity, right? Yeah. With, with that money goal. And then of course, remembering like, why are you like doing what you do? Like what's yeah. your, what's that fire beneath your desire, right? That fuels you every day. So, mm-hmm. so does that sort of answer the question? It's, it's really both. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I love that you said that it's both and what you described when it comes to the pendulum swinging, it's something that I've experienced and it's something I'm so aware of now. And it's something I see other people, even in my community experiencing. And then wondering why am I not hitting the number I want to hit? Or why am I not attracting these kinds of people into my containers? Or why do I feel burnt out at the end of it? Because mm-hmm. there is that detachment from the why. And I think that I just think on a global level in the online space, it is really time for us to come back to an even more powerful why and to the source of our power. Yes, to being lit up about the money goals, but I think we need to come back to that foundation on some level because I just think that's where our power really truly lives. And so thank you for sharing that insight. You guys, it is here. It is officially here. The monthly money mindset membership that you maybe did or didn't realize that you absolutely needed in your life. It has been deeply on my heart to create a safe space for women to come and receive the regular major breakthroughs, aha moments, shifts, up levels, and upgrades when it comes to healing their relationship with money on so many levels. This membership will support you in creating abundance from an aligned 
and an authentic place so that you can tap into a sense of wealth in so many areas of your life because a rich life is led even outside or far outside of your bank account. In this monthly membership called the Abundance Portal, you will receive monthly subconscious healing sessions live with me plus monthly abundance activators such as EFT tapping, Reiki and breath work, plus monthly mindset reframe support and so much more. If you're ready to tap into a powerful community that you can drop into when you just need that sense of clarity and support and shifting, then this is absolutely the place that you want to be. (laughs) And if you sign up in September, then you also lock in a very special founding member price. It is an unbelievably accessible price for you to access all of that live coaching on an ongoing basis. So head to the link in the show notes for all of the details, or just simply pop me a DM on Instagram at I am Helena Grace and I will happily answer any questions you have about this. On a personal level as well, as somebody who has a young family, is a recent mother, you run a business, a home, all of those things. How do you stay in connection to that why on a regular basis when you can be so easily swept up or stuck on those nitty gritty things in life and in business? Well, the nitty gritty things, I have a a really, uh, so when we were talking also about the whole, you know, money goals and all of that, I've really cultivated minimum standards and levels of tolerance. So I have increasingly, I've raised, you know, as the years go by, as the time goes by, I raise my minimum standards and I've lowered my levels of tolerance. And this goes with anything. This can go with my money standard. This can go with my standard for, you know, how I run my business, my team, like all of that. And so when it comes to doing tedious, nitty gritty things, I just don't tolerate that. I don't do it mm. because especially like even more now, are you kidding? I'm a mom. My time just quadrupled 10x in value, right? 100x in value. In other words, my time is immensely more valuable to me now because yeah. why do something that's like, why do a $10 an hour task when mm-hmm. I could be spending time with my daughter, you know? Yeah. So, so I believe in being in my highest and best use period. Mm-hmm. So it's something I, I coach my clients on. It's something I am a huge stamp for. I don't grocery shop. I don't like, there's things that I just won't, I don't do because I don't enjoy it. Number one, hey, grocery shopping. <laughs> and number two, it's, it's not a good use of my time. Like I can just use Instacart, right? So things like yeah. that. And same with business, you know, there's things that I just, I just, for example, booked a trip. This literally just happened today. So it's a perfect relevant example. I want to go visit my girlfriend, Ashley. She's one of my best friends. She just had a daughter who's five weeks mm-hmm. old. And I want to go visit my grandmother in Utah. And I'm like, okay, I just send my voice note. I want to take a trip. This is what I want. I want to go see Ashley for two nights. And then after that, I want to go to, da, da, da. can you book this? I want, you know, for, I want to be in first class. I don't, you know, I don't want to have, a, there's no layovers more than two hours. Like I just tell what I want to my assistant and she mm-hmm. makes it happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So things like this, you know, even with business, there's things that I don't, I don't do like follow-ups, you know, my team does that. I don't, I don't manage projects. My team does that. And I think the more you, you value your time and you value yourself, the more you're going to be like, all right, I I ain't got time for that. I'm not doing that. And it's like delegate, automate, eliminate, you know what I'm saying? Mm, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if that answers my question. Is that what you were asking? Yeah. I think, I think we can dive even more deeply into the question, but I think that we all needed to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, myself included. And I would just love to know, I mean, I know you shed a little bit, but I think 
it'd be great to hear what some more of your no tolerance list is, because I think for a lot of us women and mamas and all of the things in, in between, I don't think we even know what our no tolerance list is because we can be so caught up with the nitty gritty or the doing that we haven't even really stopped to think, wait, is it okay for me to not tolerate this? Is it okay for me to not do this? And maybe there's guilt and maybe there's shame or resistance around that. And it actually takes other women sometimes claiming so powerfully like you just did, like, no, I ain't got time for that for us to realize hang on. I can also not have time for that. It's like, it's a permission slip almost. Yeah. No, that's so good. So good. Because yeah, like for example, and this can have, like you can have certain things that you, that were your standards or your routine, whatever you want to call it, but then you have a baby and you're like, and then all that goes out the window and you're like, it changes everything. (laughs) Yeah. You're like starting from square one again. You're like, who am Who even am I anymore? Yeah. (laughs) So Yeah. So like, for example, and this is something that didn't happen right away. This was something I realized I'm like, oh, wait a minute. All right. I'm losing myself here. Let's, let's get back to what's important to me. I matter too. Mm -hmm. My daughter matters. I matter too, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, uh, for example, in the morning, it's a non-negotiable. I have my me time and that's, that is a non-negotiable for me. And I, uh, whether that's like, for example, my, my, my partner and I, Gerard, we switch off mornings, So on the mornings where I know he doesn't have her, I get up earlier, right? So that's how I abide by that non-negotiable. So I get up at 6 a.m. So I have at least an hour before my daughter wakes up because she never usually wakes up before 7 a.m. Exception was this morning, which was wild. I was like, dang it, what the heck? (laughs) But but so you know what I'm saying? So I, I get up an hour earlier at least that I know my daughter will. So I have that hour of time. And then on the other mornings, Gerard, uh, he, he has Skyla in the morning so that I can have my morning ritual time. So that's an example. Like it's a non-negotiable because I know that I am a better mother, a better partner, a better woman, a better businesswoman When I have that time to myself in the morning to calibrate, to recenter, to ground, to create a powerful trajectory to start my day. On the weekends, you know, things can get all cray cray on the weekends because we don't got the nanny, you know, it's like I could be with Skyla the whole time. But no, mm-hmm. it's important for me to have mama time, like me time on the weekends. So I have a non-negotiable and Gerard knows this, that I need three hours straight of my time on the weekends. So whether that, mm-hmm. that's Saturday or Sunday, it's usually Sunday. Uh, Gerard has her for three hours straight. I'm not interrupted. I'm not bothered. He's got her. I'm not checking on her. I am doing my thing for three hours straight. That's made a massive difference for me because I wasn't doing that before. And my weekends were like, they would just fly by in a flash. And I realized, wait, I didn't do anything that I like wanted to do for myself this weekend. (laughs) And it was a simple ask. I just asked Gerard and I told him like, this is like, this is my requirement. And this is what I need. Are you willing to meet me here so that I can have this? And he was like, yes, can I have three hours too? And I was like, totally, let's do it. So then we did that. So now he has three hours straight where he gets to do his stuff and I have three hours straight and it works amazing. Obviously that may not be the best arrangement for everybody, but that's an example of what you can create for yourself Mm -hmm. so that you are, you know, tending to your own cup. Honestly, like I'm hearing you talk and it's always going to sound crazy, but it's almost bringing tears to my eyes. Like, like I can feel like the emotion coming up. I can even still feel it right now where I'm like, I don't know. I just haven't heard a woman speak or a new mother speak so powerfully and unapologetically about it in that way where it like turned on a light switch within me that I didn't even realize that's something that maybe I could ask for because that is one of the the biggest for me personally, that's one of the identity shifts that I don't think anything can prepare you for is you just no longer get alone time. Like there's, that's something I'm still trying to honestly come to terms with of like, you know, I I do have a nanny, but she's part-time. And so in the time that she's here, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be like, this is my dedicated work time. Mm. And then of course, when my nanny leaves, who am I? I'm instantly mama. Mm-hmm. I'm instantly like, well, I haven't, you know, I haven't been around for you as much today. I want to be fully present for you. Mm-hmm. But when am I getting any time that's really like a three hour window for it mm-hmm. to just be me? And it's hard. It's so hard. And like, 
we, we almost feel guilty for saying that because we're like, yeah, but I'm so grateful that I can do this. And I'm so grateful that I have a daughter and all totally. the things in between. And like, yes, that gets to be true. And this is real. Like, mm-hmm. and I need some space. I need some relaxation. So I want to thank you for just claiming that and owning that so powerfully because I don't know. I just haven't heard it, heard it said so confidently before. So thank you. Yeah, no, I feel you. And uh, I'm so I'm happy that that made a, a difference for you because mm-hmm. that is it's huge. It really mm-hmm. is so important because that's how we lose ourselves. Yeah, that's, that's actually how it happens because we're yeah. not making time for ourselves personally. You know, business is one thing, you know, we're yeah. that's a whole nother thing for yourself personally. Like even my first trip away from Skyla, you know, was a really big deal. Because the other thing is, right, there's the trust thing. So if anyone listening mm-hmm. here is a controlling personality, <laughs> right, then it's like, also, do I trust Gerard alone with Skyla? <laughs> you know, like, is he going to really, is he going to remember to feed her her vegetables? Like, you know, yeah, the little things, yeah. you just got to be like, she's not going to die. She, yeah. He is fully capable. I, I'm letting go. I'm not going to think mm-hmm. about it. I'm going to be in my own pocket. So there's, Mm -hmm. there's growth for us there too, right? As moms, especially new moms to learn how to let go a little bit, to learn how to just take a breath and let someone else think about your child for a few hours and you just think about you. And it's, it's, it's kind of scary at first and a little uncomfortable because you're like, Oh wait, wait, can I do this? Mm -hmm. And then when you do it, you're like, Whoa, I freaking needed that. (laughs) And I know when I've done it, like maybe I've even just taken myself shopping without a kid on my hip, like I come back and my husband will be like, you're in a really good mood. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I made an occasion of it. I stopped for coffee. Like I'm jamming to Missy Elliott in the car. Like, I'm <laughs> good, you know, but also something that you said that is wonderful is like, you also are giving permission to Gerard to have that time for himself. Like that's totally. a win-win for everyone. And then it feels balanced because I don't know about you, but that that's how resentment then builds up in the family. That's how resentment builds up in the relationship because it doesn't feel fair. And then yep. you start going, well, you got this, but I didn't get that. But having the commitment of like three hours each. Yeah. And, alter- and alternating mornings, things like that. Yeah. You know, I told my girlfriend that who wasn't doing that. She was doing every morning. And I'm like, girl, yeah. I'm like, girl, d- switch off morning. She's like, but, but I'm like, no, no, no switch off mornings. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trust trust your man. You can do it. Sleep, sleep an extra hour or get up and do, do things for yourself, like whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So just little things. And, and you'll be surprised when your man, your men will step up. It's, it's, and it's yeah. beautiful to see. It's really beautiful to see Gerard do that and take that initiative and, and step even more into his sovereign fatherhood. It's, it's, it's a powerful thing both ways. Yeah. I love that. Well, speaking of mother, and I know this is something you have actually spoken about quite openly more recently, I'd say is your postpartum journey and, and the identity shift that you went through. And I would just, I would love to hear more about that and, and how that also shifted your awareness when it comes to business and all of the things in between as you became this new mother and this new identity that comes with that. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. I mean, honestly, I felt stuck for, you know, the first I took intentionally four to five, it was like five months, I want to say, of yeah. maternity leave. And that was intentional. Good for you. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I took four months and I it was the best ever, but I've seen so many talking about coming back just weeks after giving birth. Oh like, my gosh. Mm, yeah. What? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I'm so happy that I did that. I had a feeling, you know, and I, I'd gotten, I'd also, you know, I sought support from trusted mm. counsel and mm. they all told me like, bask in your maternity leave, like ba- oh, bask sure. in those initial few months with your newborn baby. It's, you can't get that back. Like, it, you, you know, being in that bubble with them and it's just, it's beautiful. So um, and plus you're doing so much healing during that time. Like mm-hmm. at least I know I was, it was, mm-hmm. it was like, I needed that time for myself. Right. For sure. Yeah. So once I stepped back in, I was like, all right, the five months is up and I'm going back into business, I guess. And it was like this weird, like, I remember I, I literally created like three programs that I never launched because I was like, I I don't know that I want to do that. I don't know that I want to do that. Like it was just, I was in this stuck place because it was like, wait, 
who even am like who even am I right now? And what do I even I don't I didn't even feel confident because I was struggling with this, you know, and as as we talked about, you know, I don't put things out to put things out. Like I don't force myself to even post. Like if I don't feel inspired to post something, you may not see me post for four or five days. Like, yeah, that's just how I am because I know I just, it's no fun to force yourself anyways. And it's not going to even work. It's not even going to translate. And so same thing with, you know, what I wanted to launch is like, I, everything felt like I was doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. And so then I was like, well, what the heck do I do then? And so whenever I'm in moments like that, Whenever I, and I've been in experiences like this throughout my life, we have many reinventions uh, throughout our lives, right? This is the biggest one I've ever had. So this was Mm -hmm. definitely the most stuck I'd felt in maybe all my life. And, uh, you know, my, even my postpartum body, I literally went back to high school. Like I had my high school body again, which my high school body was stick thin, (laughs) like no curves, like whatever. So I was like back to that. And just all these little things. And so I was I was not in a very sovereign, grounded space myself. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm not going to judge myself for being here. This is where I'm at, which is always the most important thing is like, don't judge where you're at. Don't shit on yourself. Like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should be launching something because, you know, she launched something. My friend, she, she just had her baby <laughs> three months and she launched. No, no. Like, just honor where you're at. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then do something about it. Meaning invest in yourself, like get support. Like mamas, when we become moms, we are in full support mode 24 seven. We are nurturing and supporting someone else 24 Mm seven. So we got to be, we mamas get to be supported and nurtured too, especially new moms who are like, what the heck's even, who am I right now? That's the perfect time to invest in yourself. So I did that. I did three key things that were really powerful for me in reactivating, reigniting my soul, my passion, my purpose, who I am, and getting to know myself on a new level as this new version of me as a mother. And so I did, the first thing was Burning Man, and that was more something for me and Gerard, and also for me, me and Gerard reigniting our play because we became so serious as parents. So it was like, a beautiful reignition of our play and our relationship. And for me, a reignition of my confidence. That was a big thing for me. Like I went there feeling so insecure about my body and I freaking, I went all out there and I leaned in with one of my best friends, Jenna, and she was feeling the same way about her postpartum body. And we created a massive body breakthrough during the Burning Man experience. So that was that. And that, and by the way, Burning Man ain't cheap, so it is an investment, uh, and it's really. For anyone powerful. that doesn't know who's listening, what Burning Man is, like I have some listeners in the UK who maybe oh. don't know what it is. Just quickly describe <laughs> Burning Man, <laughs> like a few sentences. Oh, how do I describe Burning Man? Uh, the spectrum of human experience concentrated. <laughs> it's not a festival. It's a wildly profound ten uh, day experience in the desert in Black Rock City uh, in Nevada. So. That's the best way I can explain it. Mm-hmm. It's just something you got to experience at least once in your life, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So that was that. And then I did my first ayahuasca journey wow. and that was profound. So that was a really, like that mother Aya, you know, it's like, it's that, it's very feminine energy. Mm-hmm. So it was really powerful for me and it was challenging. Don't get me wrong. It was definitely challenging. Uh, but I got, had seven days straight in Costa Rica And by the way, that was a tough decision, leaving my daughter for seven days. I cried. It was really tough, but it was so necessary because when I came back, oof, like even Gerard was like, whoa, like there you are. There you are, Ashley. I mean, I literally laid in the rain on the grass for like, I don't know how long in my clothes, just rain pouring down on me, just looking at the sky with just gratitude. And then I hired a coach, you know, that was the third thing. Those were the three key things. So it's like, the thing I want mamas and really any, this is for anyone, is when you're in a stuck place, you get to receive support. Yeah. That That's that's what it is. Because when you're in a stuck place, that means that you're not seeing a way out. So have someone or something help you see your blind spots and help you find a way out or find a way back in. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's my biggest piece of advice to anyone who's feeling stuck always. Mm. 
Yes. And I'm also hearing that you let yourself be in that place without having an endpoint to push towards or goal that needed to happen for the sake of happening. Like you owned, I am in this place. And I think that's also a really powerful part of it because I think a lot of people can put that to the back burner or try to pretend that that's not the case. And I hate to think what that leads to. Absolutely. Because what we resist persists. Mm -hmm. So if you're resisting, you're going to, you're persisting. It's going to keep, it's going to follow you everywhere until you actually look at it and you're like, oh, all right, this is where I'm at. This is what's happening and it's happening. And I can either choose to accept it or continue to push against it. But we all know that when you push against something, it just gets even louder. It gets even, it pushes right back. Like, so the biggest, the first step in any kind of transformation is always accepting the space that you're in right now that maybe you don't want to be in. But if you don't accept that you're there, you're not going to be able to move past it. That's just, that's just how it is. It's just how it works. What's something beautiful to come from motherhood that you didn't expect, maybe something unexpected in that transition? Um, something unexpected. Um, I would say, because I was going to say surrender. No, I knew that motherhood was going to support me in, <laughs> in up-leveling surrender. Totally. Right. Like I, mm-hmm. I foresaw that. Um, oh, I know. Uh, something that was amazing that Skyla really, I know it was Skyla who, who activated this in me initially. And then it was the deep work that I did afterwards that like helped me really bring it, bring it forth and bring it out is my inner artist. Like I used to write poetry. Yeah. I used to write poetry all the time. Like I have a whole book of poems. My mom, I read some to my mom last night. She was like, you need to publish this. Ashley It's really good. She's like, she was like crying as I was reading her some. And so I'm a poet. Yes, I'm owning. I'm a poet. Yes. And I love playing music. And so I I started playing the ukulele. I just started playing the guitar. I mean, I used to think that those things were a waste of time because they weren't productive, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. They didn't produce, produce, I'm putting in quotations, anything for me. Yeah. They didn't make me money, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, wait, what? Like they bring me joy. I yeah. will. I love sitting. I can't wait till the end of the, I can, when the sun starts setting and I can sit out on my deck and play my ukulele. Are you kidding? This feels mm. phenomenal. I never thought that that would be a blessing that would be activated within me from my daughter. Who's like so musically inclined. So yeah, that was a very beautiful surprise. I love that. And when you speak about it, I mean, that's a very feminine, creative energy. And the masculine energy is more of, I've got to be productive. I've got to keep doing. And I mean, there's nothing like motherhood to have you kind of surrender to your feminine energy. So maybe there's something in that. Told, absolutely. hundred percent. Because that's what really I feel like motherhood does is it, it invites you to a new level of experiencing your own femininity, right? Your mm-hmm. own divine feminine nature. It invites you there. And so you can meet it. Or you, or you can choose not to, right? Like you can, it's, it's totally a choice, but it invites you there and encourages you to step into that. And it, it does. And it, I, I do, I feel so feminine when I play. I feel like I'm just, it's just a beautiful, uh, creative, artistic, juicy, delicious place for me to hang out is with my, with my instruments. Yeah. I love that so much. And what is this? understanding this like reignition reignited in your business and your online presence and how you show up in those elements of your life at the moment. Yeah. So this is another like masculine to feminine thing. So Mm. before I was like, so structured with like, oh, this is what I launched and this, you know, this quarter and blah, blah, blah. Like I had the whole plan. And what I found is really interesting. (laughs) This seems so simple, but I will tell you it, I had to experience it the way that I have in order for it to really click for me is I can just launch things that are alive for me right now. It doesn't have, you know what I mean? Like, for example, what's alive for me right now is feeling reignited and being on my own reignition journey. So I was like, I'm going to launch reignited podcast series. I'm going to launch a reignite retreat where other women can reignite alongside me. If they're feeling like they lost their spark or they don't know who they are anymore, they're in a transition. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you, and I realized like, wow, that's, 
that for me, that feels like I'm doing business from a feminine flow versus a rigid masculine structure. And it's a whole new way of doing business for me. Cause I'll tell you, that is not how I did business before I did business in a very structured, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm naturally a very left brain type of person. I'm very organized. I, I like all that actually brings me a lot of joy to be like that. And I'm finding this new joy in being flowy and just launching based off of my desire. Like what, what am I excited about right now? Ooh, maybe I'll launch a retreat. That's all about that. Or maybe I'll launch a, a series. That's all about that. Maybe I'll launch a program that teaches women how to do that. And we can do it together. Like that mm-hmm. for me feels inspiring. It feels good. It feels fulfilling and it works. Like the, the, the women show up because they feel that aligned, that attuned energy that I have to that thing that I'm putting out in the world. A hundred percent. Actually, if I were asked that question, if I asked myself that question, that has also been the biggest shift for me in my business. Now that I'm, I'm almost a year postpartum and I'm feeling my spark come back and that reignition within me. And I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like to make these decisions from feminine flow. Or this is what it feels like. I'm in a launch right now. Like, this is what it feels like to do it from this feminine place and to outsource anything that doesn't serve that energy space and it just feels easier <laughs> and it just yes, feels so good more fun and it just honestly feels like the next layer or the next era for all of us women when it comes to doing business like that's the mission I'm on <laughs> so mm-hmm. like I love that you're speaking about that I love that that's something I'm going to be speaking about I just I want more women to know what that actually feels like and that that that's actually where your power comes from. I mean, that from my perspective, I believe that's where our power comes from. Yeah. It's like it, you then become even more powerful because you know how to like the masculine can then. So basically the feminine's like, oh, I want to launch this because that's what mm-hmm. I'm feeling inspired about right now. In the masculine that you already cultivated and really worked hard on refining and crystallizing then comes in and is like, let me provide that for you. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's literally your energies in yourself that are working together even more synergistically, even more beautifully. Whereas before it was just, as I'll speak for myself, just the masculine. Like there wasn't much of the feminine talking and saying like, oh, but I feel inspired to do this. There was some, but now when we, that volume gets turned up, now the masculine has even more purpose. The masculine within you, I'm saying, has even more purpose because that's that's the masculine purpose is to provide, right? To to, yeah. to solve, to provide. So now it has even more to provide for, to solve for. So then it's like, oof, you just feel this surge of energy that just feels like so good and true in your body. It's amazing. Oh, I love that. That is a perfect analogy. Before I let you go, I'd love to just tie that into branding because you are an expert. <laughs> you work with seven and eight figure brands when it comes to branding. So with that being said, and bringing all of the new awareness that you now have since your transition into motherhood and this reigniting, what do you feel, what would you love to see more women doing when it comes to their branding, when it comes to showing up in the online space? I would love to see more women taking risks. Uh, I feel like right now we have, and listen, I, I have a strong stance on this that doesn't agree and align with everybody. Like I've, I've been triggering people online recently and I'm okay with that. Uh, and that's actually what I'm standing for is I feel like right now we ha- we live in a very sensitive society, a yeah. very sensitive culture. And I'm not saying to disregard people's feelings and just like blatantly do you and have no regard for the impact that you're causing. That's not what I'm saying. But when you start to dilute your truth to dilute your values and your vision so that you don't offend people that that's where i kind of draw the line you know what i'm yeah. saying like you you can pursue your truth respectfully mm-hmm. right you can there's a way to do that and will everyone feel feel amazing with what you're sharing no but it, what what's awesome about that is it like we takes us right back full circle to the beginning. I was of this, just gonna say that right? to the beginning yeah. of this podcast episode is you're magnetic, and I think now is honestly more important than ever because you have less and less people willing to do that because more and more people are afraid of offending people right now. So I feel that we actually need more people to be courageous and sort of start to like remove, I don't want to say remove, but there's this victim consciousness that's kind of happening right now. 
and there's nothing bad or wrong about it. It's just that I feel we get to start to heal that victim consciousness yeah. and start to transform it and alchemize it. And this is how I believe that we do it. And mm-hmm. so that would be my biggest my biggest piece of advice is really to own your full 360 self, even if there's some taboo-ish parts mm-hmm. that you're worried about and someone said you shouldn't share or talk about. I- I'm on the space of do it, girl. Mm-hmm. You do yeah. you, boo. Yeah. And not diluting yourself. Yeah. yeah. And the, and has anyone even actually said, don't talk about this? Or are you just putting that on yourself most of the time? Like 99% of the time, it's oh, yeah, totally you telling yourself that. Yeah. And, and it's being prepared for the, there may be like, I've had, I've had many, you know, I'm there many, many times, even just yesterday, women coming to me saying, you know, how dare you talk about this? How do you say that? It, it happens. So it, I, I like to be prepared, right? Like if the more yeah. sovereign you are in your, in your why you're doing it, the more grounded you are, the more those things are not going to affect you. And you're going to be able to handle them with grace, with poise, with ease. Yeah. Is it being something that actually like racks you? And then you're like, and you can't sleep. You're, it's keeping you up at night. Cause you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, do the pre-work this is actually a very important caveat, right? Do the pre-work to align mm. yourself and really root before you go out and, yeah. sh- sh- you know what I'm saying? So that yeah. way you're like a rooted tree. The wind comes, the storm comes. You're, you're not, you're, you may, mm. you may move with the breeze a bit, but you're rooted. You ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. You have to heal the victim within first or absolutely. Gonna, that's going to be what you attract. So as long as you've, you're not coming at it from that space, then yes, you're the rooted tree. I love that analogy. Ashley, I have learned so much from this conversation. This evening, I know what I'm going to be talking about with my husband <laughs> when it comes to our schedule. Thank you just so much for showing up with so much authenticity, integrity, and confidence. Where can people learn more about you and connect with the things that you're really on fire about at the moment? Yeah. Um, I hang out on Instagram. That's usually where I hang out. So I'm at ashley.han, H-A-N-N. And then I've got my website, ashleyhan.com. Nice and easy. My podcast, like I said, Reignited is the my brand new series, which has been really fun. I'm like only three episodes in on that one. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much I have a retreat coming up, the Reignite retreat. So if you want to hang out in person, there's that Where's as that well. Gonna be? Where's that going to be? <laughs> that's in North Carolina, Perfect. my home. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Love it. Thank you so much, Ashley, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.